Hello. 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 Welcome to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges, from woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. That's right. Welcome back to the Three Stooges Throwback. It has been a while. I have not recorded an episode for several months since February, since before the pandemic. But now I am back. The show is back better than ever. We have a new intro, obviously. Without further ado, we are going to look at Movie Maniac, the 13th short produced by the Three Stooges for Columbia Pictures. I watched this short on Daily Motion, which is what I normally do. I uh, used Wikipedia, IMDB, and ThreeStooges.net to get all the information and whatnot and compile my notes on the show. I found that Daily Motion has the full-length episodes, whereas YouTube sometimes has, uh, like in this case, the episode was 15 minutes and 43 seconds on YouTube, and it was 17 and a half minutes almost on uh Daily Motion. So we went with that one because it was closer to the actual runtime that I found. This episode opens, obviously, with our Lady Liberty, Columbia's icon, wrapped in the American flag, holding the sparkler like, like usual. It is starring Mo, Larry, and Curly. This film was shot October 25th to the 29th, 1935, which is two months before the filming of the previous short, Ants in the Pantry. So they filmed this one first, and then it was released February 20th, 1936, which is actually two weeks after Ants in the Pantry was released. So it's filmed two months before, released two weeks after. They're coming out fast and furious now. You get it. You know, every two weeks you get another another short. Like I said, this one stars Mo, Larry, and Curly. Notable appearances here. It says, with Mildred Harris and Harry Semmels. Mildred Harris was the first wife of Charlie Chaplin. They divorced in 1919. She got her start. She first appeared with Tom Ince, who's a uh, cowboy uh, star in the silent era. She appeared with him at 11 years old and got sporadic work post-talkies. At one point, she toured vaudeville and uh, she toured with Phil Silvers, who was a big comedian of the day and of early television. She died of pneumonia at 44 years old. This one also features Kenneth Harlan. I missed him on the uh, on the title card. He worked mostly in the silent era also. He did 200 pictures. He sang a few times in talkies. I guess he had a good a good voice. And he was married nine times. One time, one of his ex-wives was Marie Prevost, who was a silent era star as well. This fe- this short also features Bud Jameson, who we've covered numerous times. Again, he was in 450 films, 38 stooge shorts. You'll recognize him as the uh, the movie studio manager, general manager. You, you'll recognize him from numerous stooge shorts. It also stars, or also features rather, Harry Semmels who was in 315 films. He was in Disorder in the Court, the guy with the mustache. In this one, he plays, he also has a mustache, he plays the director that we'll meet shortly. This one is produced, as usual, by Jules White, directed by Del Lord, with the story and screenplay, once again, by Felix Adler. All three of those folks we've profiled previously on the show. 
That seems to be the regular crew, at least in the early days here. So we open on uh, a train delivering goods to the Hollywood Storage Company. The boys are asleep. They're sleeping three to a bed. Um, Curly's in the middle, down at the feet of the other two. They kick Curly awake, and he gets irritated, and so he says, uh, he, he wakes them up, kicks them, and uh, he's, they said, he can't have kicked us. He's sound asleep, and Curly says, yeah, I couldn't have kicked you. And he says, well, how's he talking? And Curly says, I'm talking in my sleep. This is, a, you know, a funny little gag. So the boys have stowed away on the train, and they are on their way to um, Hollywood, where they feel like they, they will become movie stars. Curly says, how will we get in pictures? We know nothing about making movies. And Mo says, there's thousands of people in Hollywood now that know nothing. Three more won't make a difference. <laughs> so they get up, and they're getting dressed and prepared for the day. And Mo shaving with a straight razor on a train seems like an incredibly bad idea to me. But Curly lights the gas stove by uh, turning on the gas and just dropping a match in it. And then it blows up. It jumps when it blows Curly's business in this, just in that little scene, I thought was great. He uh, he, he kind of wrings his hands and sways back and forth while he's waiting, and then it blows up, and he just starts the humming, you know, and, and uh, going into the into making breakfast. So he's going to make pancakes for everybody, and we'll see how that turns out like normal. Um, Mo says, hey, Larry, get my pants ready. You know, I want to look good when we get there. So they put the iron on the stove, and Larry grabs the iron, starts ironing Moe's pants, and it leaves a huge black stain on the pants. These on Moe's white pants. Larry grabs a can of white paint, obviously, to fix the pants, and ends up painting the pants back, you know, both sides. It's a brilliant idea. Meanwhile, Curly is making pancakes, like I said. He flips the pancake at one point, and it sticks to the ceiling, and you can see just a real quick flash of of someone's hand throwing the pancake up to the ceiling, and, and then it goes, but in the in the cut, you can see it. He dumps all the pancake mix in, and then he takes one tiny pinch out and puts it back in the box. And then he does the same thing with the water. He pours the pitcher of water, and then he just just catches the very last little bit of water and puts it, you know, keeps it from getting in there. Like that's his measuring way. It's pretty good. You can see why Curly's a you can see why Curly's a star. So detergent falls into the pancakes, and like and uh, they turn into a big a giant bubble forms, and he pops the bubble. And I thought they were going to go into a, usually when they do that, they they go into eating the pancakes. And But I guess, I don't know if it was cons- time constraints or what. I assumed they would get more out of the uh, out of the detergent. But Mo turns around and he sees Larry's pants. And it's one of the few times that you see Mo happy. He says, oh boy. And he sees the pants that Larry's done a great job with. They're very stiff, perfectly white. He says, oh, put them over my arm. And But they're so stiff you know, from the paint that they don't even move. And so Mo whacks Larry on the head. It's kind of funny when he puts them down on the table, you can see the board inside the pants, which is just a, you know, a little bit. So anyhow, we get to Hollywood, Carnation Pictures. The sign says Carnation Pictures from Contented Actors, which I assume is a play on the Carnation Milk from Contented Cows. It's got to be. Bud Jameson is playing the boss. Like I said, his name is Fuller Rath. He's reading a telegram where he says, three bosses are coming to the studio. Take over. Make sure they get everything they want. And the guy says, yes, sir. I'll order three blonde secretaries. And kind of looks at the camera a little bit. Oh, that was pretty good. So enter the Stooges. Their outfits are great. They're all dressed up. Curly has almost like culotte pants on. They're, you know, three-quarter pants. The pattern's don't quite, they just look funny. The patterns are checkerboard and uh, and then his socks are striped. You know, they look dapper, that's for sure. 
They try and get on to the lot where they are stopped by the guards, of course. They use um, surveyors tripod as a camera where they tell the security guard, you know, oh, we're here's take let's take a picture for the paper. And so then they sneak by, they get him in a pose and then they sneak by. The other guard comes walking out and says, he's still in the pose and he says, what are you posing for a picture in the paper? And it's kind of funny because uh, yes, that's what he was doing. So the Stooges run into uh, Bud Jameson's office where they are mistaken for the executives that are on their way. He says, uh, join me for a toast. And Curly says, I don't like toast. The black stuff gets in my teeth. Anyhow, he says, you know, we're going to give you everything you need. So they go to uh, stage seven where they are filming a scene from a a love story. Mildred Harris is the the star. Curly's trying to light his match on his pant leg and it won't go. And he sees her foot as she's laid out on the settee and he, he strikes the match on her foot. She's like, what's the big idea, you know? Harry Semmels is our director here. Mo gives him a letter. He says, what's the meaning of this? You know, Mo gives him the letter saying, from Bud Jameson now, saying that he's the boss and give him whatever, do exactly whatever they say. So Mo yells, cut. The director says, he says, cut. Well, that's that's no kiss or something to that effect. And the director says, what do you know about kissing? And so Mo says, uh, what do we know about kissing? Tell him. And Curly starts to talk just as he talks. Mo says, that's enough and cuts him right off. I thought that was a funny little bit. So Mo calls the extras over. They're uh, three little honeys from back in the day. Mo, um, he's going to show what they know about kissing. He's almost like he's boxing where he's trying to fend off blows. He's afraid to kiss her. And he sneaks in and he pecks her on the cheek. And he says, uh, that's what that's the hit and run. And Larry says, no, no, let me show you. He steps up and he says, he grabs the second girl who's much taller and he tries to dip her down. But like I said, she's too tall. So he stands her back up and he he pecks her on the cheek and he looks and he says, that's a stolen base idea. (laughs) That's a funny little line. It's a stolen base idea. Curly says, no, no. And he takes off his coat. He's got to, you know, he can't have his coat on to kiss. So he takes his coat off and he hands it to Mo and he says, he looks back and he says, with me, it's a sacrifice. (laughs) The girl dips him, actually, and uh, drops him. She kisses him for a nice long while and then drops him on the ground. And he goes into his little conniption fit, you know. <laughs> so they say, you know, oh, well, let's show him. Let's, let's just show the actors what, what, what we need him to do. And so they go and they put their arms under the actors. Larry and Curly put their arms under the armpits of the two actors, sort of mannequin style. Almost like a whose line is it anyway? They do one of those skits. One of the games they play is like that, where they act as the arms. It's a pretty racy little scene as Curly's hands are, you know, he's doing all these motions and having all this business. And he, he does the, the snap thing like that. And he takes some money and he folds it up and he sticks it down in her, in her bra strap, essentially. But pretty racy little bit, I thought. Uh, for back in the, for the time, you know, I mean, nothing really happens. Speaking of that, that's one of the scenes, like I mentioned earlier, with the uh, time difference. That's the scene that was cut for television, the kissing scene, and I assume goes right up through that scene. It was cut by Screen Gems when they put them on television in 1958. Uh, that was it was for being too risque. Anyhow, back to the short. The director's name is Swinehard. Mr. Swinehard, we don't get his first name. Mo and he are watching the, the the progression here of the filming, and Mo calls him Swiney. He says, "My name is Swinehard." Mo calls him. Sw- he says, "Swiney, pig heart, pig heart, heartburn. Who cares?" And so the director says, "I quit." He, you know, he quits and storms off, and he says, "You can't quit. You're fired." And Curly says, "You can't fire him." And Mo says, "Why not?" And he says, "Cause he quit." <laughs> so. He the, once the director walks out, the leading man 
also decides he's out. He says, count me out. Curly starts counting. One, two, three, four, you're out. Like a like a boxing ref. And he raises Moe's hand. And then Larry gets in the guy's face and says, you're out. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> when Larry's tough, makes me laugh. So the next thing you know is who's, who's going to play the, the roles? Who what, we got to replace the our two stars now. Oh, no. So Curly ends up laying on the settee in a wig. He's looking very beautiful. And uh, Larry is our leading man. He's in a tux and tails and a top hat. <laughs> uh, the poster for this one, uh, which is on the website, if you, if you go back and look, the, uh, the lobby card is... Uh, Larry looks like with the with the top hat and everything. Larry look and the shadows the way they are on his face. He looks like Sven Gulli from MeTV. I don't know if anybody's familiar with MeTV. He's the host of uh, bad horror movies from back in the day, and we watch Sven Gulli most Friday nights here or Saturday nights here. So um, if you've ever seen that, that's you can you can see anyway. It's just a resemblance. Just made me just struck me. So they have a dramatic scene where Larry is really acting his heart out, and he, oh, don't leave me, my, you know, and uh, really overacting. At one point, Mo slaps Curly on the back of the head, and the wig flies forward, and Curly just catches it very nonchalantly. It's a great little subtle business there, I thought, as well. So meanwhile, a telegram has come to the boss, to Bud Jameson, saying how the three bosses... The three studio heads have been held up, and they will not be in town until tomorrow or the next day. And so they realize they have some imposters on the. So he goes and gets the guards. The guards chase the Stooges off the soundstage, and they run through the through the lot, through the studio lot. They come to a door that says "Danger, Do Not Enter" in huge letters, but they don't. You know, they miss that entirely. So they run in. Let's hide in here, and they run in there, and it's a lion's den. He says, "What are you growling for?" And the, but it's the lions growling. It's a pretty rough cut scene where they run through the door and then it cuts and then the lion kind of strolls through the door behind them. So the boys run and they get into a car. They leave the door of the car open just long enough for the lion to also, for one of the lions to also jump in the car. And then sound effects of whoop, 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 whoop and all that. And a frantic drive down the road. And that is the end of our short. <laughs> this one kind of abruptly ends, I thought. The original ending I read online had uh, had the boys burning down the studio entirely and then running away. I thought maybe that might have been a better ending, but evidently I found that it was cut or they changed it due to uh, budget concerns. I guess burning down a whole studio or finding footage of it, you know, blah, 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 makes it too too expensive. So when they first get to the studio... Before they try to sneak on, Curly is eating an orange or a grapefruit or something. And he says, I forget what the, he says, if at first you don't succeed, keep sucking until you do succeed. Which I thought was a pretty, pretty funny line. I don't think it was as, it sounds a little, my wife kind of looked at me when we were watching because she was like, ooh, that's a little risque or a little overt almost, you know, if you, if you think about how it's written. Anyway, they didn't mean it like that. And so I shouldn't have even brought it up, to be honest with you. Um, at one point, uh, Curly's kissing partner in the in the in the short in the kissing scene, she calls him Mister Howard. This is also due to changes in the script. Whereas I thought it was just them breaking the fourth wall and and kind of letting us know that he's Curly Howard, even though he's not playing. You know, I thought it was them breaking the fourth wall, but evidently it was not. It was just changes in the script. And there was another change as well when they are on the train. 
Curly and Mo are talking, and you can see that Curly has three watches on his hand, on his wrist. Usually, that is followed by a gag with the three watches. We've seen that a few times, but uh, what the only thing I could find about that was that for time constraints or something, they they just changed it. But they left him wearing. They either cut out a scene or didn't film the next the gag. Maybe they thought. It was long enough or what have you. Like I said, the short was about 18 minutes almost. So they must have cut that. I'm I'm curious. Uh, The two lions that we meet in the uh, lion's den. One is Tanner the lion. He was in nine movies. Most of them were stooges. One one Tarzan picture. As a matter of fact, both of the lions. The other one is Jackie the lion. He was in ten movies. Like I said, most of them were um, stooge shorts and one Tarzan picture. This one got a 9.3 out of 10 on threestooges.net. Um, that's 9.3 eye pokes out of 10 eye pokes. I didn't think this was um, as good as that, although there are some good gags. It, it, the ending, it's so abrupt, but, you know, they get chased out and they kind of all end abruptly, I suppose. There's one good gag with which we see several times in over the course of their career. Um, they're just about to, they're, the, they, they're talking with Bud Jameson. And he says, uh, you know, we got to act important so this, you know, so we really can fool this guy. And Curly says, oh, important. So he pulls out a pencil and he writes, dear Santa Claus, which I'm not sure about that. But Mo turns around, I guess only important people write to Santa Claus. So uh, Mo turns and pulls, takes the pencil away. Curly says, mm-hmm, you know, frustrated, takes out a larger pencil and starts writing again. Mo sees it takes that away. Now Curly has, he pulls out a third pencil. It's, it's a humongous. It looks like a, a small baseball bat almost. Um, again, Mo takes that and smacks him on the head. And then there was one more gag that I really enjoyed where I always like where, uh, when they're celebrating, he says, you know, have a toast and they're celebrating with a drink. Curly pops the champagne and he calls it, he says, Oh, sody pop. But he pops the champagne. He takes a sip and then Mo takes it from him and Curly takes the bowler hat and whacks it side to side on his own head and holds his arm out like a gun. And so it sounds like he does a little machine gun bit where he's, you know, pointing and he's moving his arm back and forth, right and left, like he's strafing fire. It's, uh, that's pretty good. I always like that bit. I think this is the first short that we see that in. But anyway, that's one of my favorite bits. Like I said, this one got 9.3 out of 10 on threestooges.net. I would say that. This one is funny. It's one of the, it's a funny one. We see, we are there in the last episode. I mentioned that the last two, they were really hitting their stride and coming, you know, becoming the comedy team that would last, you know, the the test of time. But this one falls back a little bit. It's not quite as funny, I don't think. I wonder with all the changes that were made, if it maybe would have been better. But who am I to, who am I to second guess? One of the uh, most brilliant comedy teams ever. People always think of the Stooges as being just physical comedy, but they're not. They were far more than that. And so that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. You can you can contact the show on uh, Facebook at the, the Three Stooges Throwback page. There is a Patreon that I've just signed up for again, but I haven't really... Over the next couple of episodes, I'll get things more streamlined and we'll go from there. But I am definitely going to keep the show up. Every two weeks, we're going to do another episode. And I am going to do the all 190 of the shorts. 
And so thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I have been your host, Gabriel Russo. I hope you enjoy. Uh, If you have any suggestions or anything for the show, please drop me a line. Let me know. You can put it on the Facebook page. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) 